you know, I think a lot of people like to think that they know themselves, but you know, we're we're never gonna know the full extent of who we are, even when we die. We're always like we're infinite and we're always exploring ourselves and we're always getting to know the different facets of who we are and a conversation with somebody can expand something in you. An event can happen and that expands a different part of you and that opens up your awareness in a different way. You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I'm so honored and grateful that you are here on this conversation because it's topics like these that inspire me more than anything. And so to have my sister here, Taj Sabatri, it's just so amazing because I don't get to talk with a lot of people about plant medicines and being on the medicine path and kundalini yoga and the truth about what's happening in the spiritual community and in the world at large. And this episode, we talk about all the things and I'm so pumped about it because like I said, I've been very discerning and very conscious and intentional on what guests I have on this podcast. And as you can hear, and as you've been catching, the people I have are just incredible, incredible people. And this woman in particular, I just love her as a soul sister. And she is one of the people that I can really call on when I need support and she's there and she gets it and she sees me with non-judgment and just total understanding. And so I'm really honored to be sharing her medicine with you all in this conversation. So if you've never heard of Taj before, she's a modern medicine woman who really empowers awakened women and spiritual entrepreneurs to harness their creative power through this energetic study to create a fulfilling life of purpose and to expand their business so that their unique gifts can really reach more people. And this episode, we talk about all the things and she's worked with plant medicines. Her journey has really led her to heal herself and to help other people. And as a result, to really return to their true nature and to become these powerful creators of their own reality. And so in this episode, we talked a lot about why triggers are powerful medicine and the truth about projections and our overall habits and ways of being alongside what it takes to really find true happiness and fulfillment. And of course, we talked about honoring plant medicine and the journey into healing and a topic that isn't talked about enough in this community, which is spiritual commercialism. 
and the importance of us paying reverence to the teachings and to the land, this very planet. And this is something that I think is going to be a topic, a big, big topic this year and in these upcoming years as we are here to really help Mama Gaia and work with her to heal. And so we talked about really where business is headed. And I talked about that even on my YouTube channel. I've been sharing more about this, just the idea of conscious business and the importance of play when it comes to success and why some of the teachings that are being circulated in the spiritual community are outdated and what we need to do to really align to this next phase. And so this is what I teach in my 90-day mastermind, Thrive. This is the last time I'm offering Thrive. So if you're hungry to really share your medicine out there and discover what it takes to build the business and life that really sets your soul on fire, but not only through your intuition, but with integration so that you can integrate your being and allow that to permeate out through your brand. Thrive was designed with you in mind. And so the doors are closing uh, very, very soon. Again, this is the last time. So the doors are closing just in time for the Pisces new moon. So all the doors will be closing on the 24th and we embark on our journey on the 25th of February. So if you want to learn more, you can check out experience.sabrinariccio.com slash thrive, or you can check in the show notes or even send me a DM on my Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. If you have any questions, or if you've been thinking about it, but this is the last time I'm holding this container and it's a powerful one. It really is literally the only business development course you'll ever need because you'll learn how to build that website. You'll learn how to tap into your soul babe clients to really heal that inner child, to build the foundation of your business by honoring the mission and the message and the pillars and how to create content as well as if you're interested in starting a YouTube or a podcast through social media. There's so many nuggets of wisdom that I share in Thrive. So again, you can check out experience.sabrinariccio.com slash thrive to learn more. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me at Sabrina Riccio on, I, on Instagram. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating and review. And wherever you're listening, please subscribe. You can also watch all these conversations on my YouTube. All you have to do is go to youtube.com slash Sabrina Riccio. So there's lots of places for you to continue to learn and to continue to grow. As you know, I am headed out to Bali soon um, to write my book. And so it's going to be really incredible because I'm going to be traveling this whole time I'm teaching Thrive. And so you're going to be getting activated in all these sacred spaces around the world during this experience through me. I'm going to be this conduit for you to feel the medicine of all these powerful places like Bali, um, to really activate your purpose and your message. And Taj here is this conversation is really just going to help you awaken to your fullest potential and to align to the path that's in alignment to the you you're ready to embody because the world is ready for your medicine. So prepare yourself because you know how we do it here. We're going to get real and honest. And I thank you for tuning in. And so without further ado, let's dive in with my girl Taj. Enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to this very exciting episode of the Sovereign Society podcast because 
we've been wanting to have this episode for quite some time, but it didn't feel right. And of course, it's while I'm still integrating so much of my peyote ceremony, I recently did. And one of the biggest things I really took away from this recent peyote ceremony was just really finding that deep sense of gratitude for the people that I have in my life that are committed and devoted to the medicine path. And um, for me, it's revolutionized my way of being for the past three years. And it's something that I will continue to do because this is how God's working through me to help instill a conscious tomorrow today and to truly anchor in heaven on earth. And so I have my dear sister here, Taj Savitri. And what's amazing is we met in Joshua Tree. Like we were talking before, like, yeah, like on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram a little bit. Yeah, but we actually met um, out here. Uh, it was before her 30th birthday. I think it may have been on. It's possible yeah. I was still on LSD when I met you. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was your 30th birthday yeah. and and, um, and then we've just kind of kept in touch ever since. And this is one of the few women in my life. Like, I don't know. I just, I've been really reflecting a lot. And like I said, the fact that this is the conversation we're having as mm. I'm still integrating so much of what came up for me um, during this peyote ceremony with the grandfather medicine and I have like my whole life have been calling in like women who see me and support me and understand me. Mm-hmm. And since really embarking on the medicine path and not just, you know, sitting in ceremony in like with ayahuasca or peyote, mm-hmm. but really the medicine path of working with psilocybin mushrooms and mm-hmm. plant medicines in in totality, I've really been able to weed out the people, men and women, non-binary, whatever you identify with Mm -hmm. um, in my life and to really have discernment more about um, the -hmm. people I choose to surround myself with, who is going to be with me as I continue to rise and who was there for me when I needed them most with Mm -hmm. non-judgment. And this is a woman that's been there. So Um, I'm really excited to dive in with you in this conversation Mm -hmm. and um, to share your medicine and your message and your truth, Mm -hmm. because it's been really incredible to witness your your blossom and bloom over the past few months, especially. I've just really seen you really step into your power um, and step into your light and into your purpose. So Mm -hmm. thank you for for committing and um, having the courage to go there when a lot of people are scared to. Yikes. I know. Thank you, Sabrina. I love you. No, I love you too. Uh, <laughs> I'll say when I first met you, I was like, this chick scares me. <laughs> <For real. laughs> uh, what was scary? You know what it was is that I feel your power. I, f- mm. I feel your force. And at that point in time, because this was like almost a year ago now when I met you in person, I hadn't owned that in myself. I was afraid mm. of that in myself. So um, it was just that reflection of of what I am as well, not integrating that, that powerful version of myself. But I was like, oh my God, because you're fiery too. I'm a Leo rising. That's the only fire I actually have in my chart. Yeah, but so do you have do you have earth though? Because you feel really like I have a lot of earth. Okay, I have a lot of earth. So I have like a lot of <clears throat> earth, like mostly earth. I've got like 
Uranus and my Saturn and my Neptune and Capricorn. Oh, so you got it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so, got my Mercury and Taurus, yeah. like, and uh, my moon is Virgo. So okay, so that's probably where we get along really well. Is I have a I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. That's why Capricorn season like really really got me good. Rocks. It zapped yeah. me. Yeah, me too. Because um, my Capricorn like. I have like, oh, I have a lot going on there as well. And it's in my fifth house of family. And so to me, uh, I think it's a huge opportunity for me to dive in deep so that I can continue to align to my soul family and serve mm, my soul family. Mm, and I think that's what um, Capricorn season always rocks me too. And I think it's always challenging, like with the new year and- fuck. Because like to me, I don't resonate with like January, February, March anymore. I live based off of the astrological seasons and that to yeah. me is where I feel um, more aligned to. And this is why like I teach that in my business courses yeah. and everything because you have to understand the energy of the season more so than the months because the months don't mean shit to me anymore. No, and time's not linear. So let's just take that into account. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just in, um, I was in Tulum around November and I was looking at, I think it's a Chitsanitsa. I can never say it right, but one of, mm-hmm. one of the ruins and they have, um, a ruin that's still left. It was like an observatory to work with the planet Venus. So way mm. back then they were already working with the planets. So it's crazy to think that astrology doesn't affect us in any sort of way. And I think what I noticed too, as you were talking about your signs and, you know, being Leo and all of this Capricorn, I was wondering, cause I, on, on a subtle level, I can feel your groundedness, but I can also feel the fire of your soul. So and I'm very air too. I'm a Gemini and that Gemini sun is conjunct Jupiter. So like <laughs> I have a lot of that airness too, mm-hmm. um, that really allows me to, to navigate through. That's the only air I have is my sun and my, and my, my Jupiter. Um, I don't think I have any air. I have, um, the only fire I have is my rising sign. Otherwise I have no, no fire. Okay. My rising is a Scorpio. That makes sense. Yeah. I know a lot of people say that they're like, Oh yeah, that totally makes sense for you. My Pluto, my Pluto (laughs) Scorpio. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's conjunct my IC. So, um, yeah, it's a lot, I think. And lately I've just been, really driven of like uh, being like that sacred disruptor, you know, totally. and like being one, I don't want to say to push buttons per se, but to trigger, to, to, to test people yeah. because I want people to be in alignment and you can't be in alignment if you're sleeping or in these comfort zones. Oh, plain totally. And simple. Absolutely. I was literally just talking about this on my Instagram. I was like, it's a good day when I trigger somebody. It's a yeah. good day because we're inspiring them to grow them, protecting them from, yes. from the truth. It's powerful medicine. Totally. Because that's, that's, it's a type, it's a time for us to chisel. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we can chisel that, that rock into that diamond. Totally. Absolutely. And I think because you that's where we grow and that's where we learn about ourselves. And we also learn about the boundaries and where we need healing. Oh, that's it. When when you're triggered, 
And I know for myself, that's where I have like the biggest pops, the biggest healing. It's, it's a non-negotiable because I mean, the world needs all of us to step up right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so something that's with me is, and I do it with the most pure, with the purest intention, because I want everyone to align to their truth and I want, and it takes work, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. especially the deprogramming. And the realignment, that's mm-hmm. where the triggers come in is like, where, where is there reprogramming that needs to happen to actually like embody truth? This is the work. And I guess let's just like, let's fucking touch on this. So a big part of my work, and I know a big part of your work is helping people come back to their creative power as sovereign beings. And that's probably why you call it the Sovereign Society podcast. Ding, ding, ding. Ding. We need like a little dinger. <laughs> ding. <laughs> I'm sure the editor would hate that. Like, <laughs> sorry, James. Sorry, James. <laughs> we have the, we have the same editor now. Um, so he's probably he's like, oh, hey, hey, there, there they are. Um, so what I realized through through working with the medicines is that. Um, before I was woke, before I had my awakening with, with ayahuasca, that I was just projecting all of my shit, all of my, all of the programming essentially onto other people. So that's like when I can witness society and I'm like in a mall, which I don't really go to anymore, but let's just say I'm in a mall or I'm like in a Starbucks coffee shop or whatever. You just stop and you watch people and you watch like the subtleties of what people are doing. You'll notice that people are just projecting what they're carrying. They're just kind of dumping and I don't want to say the word dumping because it sounds so harsh but essentially you're dumping things onto other people that you have not transmuted resolved healed or whatever and so you know it's so important that we start doing this work everybody's like yeah like let's protest let's donate money let's do this and let's do that I'm like you guys like that's not enough Mm -hmm. enough we have to come back to to ourselves and do the healing first so that we're we have awareness around when we are the ones that are purchasing from companies that are contributing to the pollution and the fires or whatever it might be it's such a micro to macro relationship and we are on the the micro and we don't seem to realize that because I think we get caught up in our our own suffering and our own insecurities and our own stories and so it's really requiring people at this point I think especially 2020 to get their heads out of the sand and start meeting what makes them uncomfortable start meeting what's triggering them start meeting what's causing them fear and, and taking their power Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that I've just really um, seen is if I am here to stand up as a spiritual teacher, Mm -hmm. it's more than just inside the little spiritual community bubble. Absolutely. That's something that I've been looking at too, because there, I remember when like spirituality wasn't really like a thing. It was like so much more weird than it is now i think it's a a bit more mainstream now you'll see fucking palo santo and crystals everywhere and like tarot books yeah it's it's more mainstream but i remember like even just three years ago it was still really really weird and now everybody's like quantum this quantum that and it's like you know all these trendy words um we have to be really careful about who we are working with 
in regards to like spiritual teachers and spiritual mentors, because um, the most important part of that is the embodiment. Are they actually living what it is that they're teaching? And then it's not even as simple as that. Let's just say that it's not even as simple as that, because when you are putting yourself above others, that's still separation. And the whole point of spirituality is to come back to oneness, that we're doing all of this together, that we're helping each other. As you're saying this, I'm just laughing so hard because this is what I've been saying. Mm -hmm. This is what I've been sharing. It's not about a hierarchy. And the biggest thing that the biggest message I got from the peyote ceremony was it's not about climbing the social ladder. It's about how can we come together, Mm -hmm. honor each other's gifts and our strengths to create something powerful for humanity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Plain and simple. And there's careerists out there, not just in the spiritual community, in all areas. We're seeing it in politics. We're seeing it in corporate. Like there's always, there will always be careerists. Mm -hmm. And I think that is such a part of like identity. Like we have that so part of our identity because we don't know who we truly are. Well, and it's the program too, right? It's always the program. Oh, yeah. It's always the program of the most seen person. It doesn't mean that they're the most integral person if they're the most seen person. Again, that's illusion. It's illusion. It's illusion. So like, let's start feeling into people. Let's start connecting with their hearts. Let's start feeling and being discerning and asking mm-hmm. ourselves, is this true for me? Do I resonate with this person? And um, looking at their actions. There are a lot of people that can speak about like global change and world peace and all of this. But if you see them only hanging out with like five people in their bubble because it's really comfortable for them and they're not showing vulnerability and leadership, then what what is that saying about them? Oh, this is why I love you. Yeah, because oh, I've been feeling that so much lately. And so much. And this is why, like, for me, like this space, I've been very discerning on whose energy I allow in here. Cause definitely when I first started, it was like, okay, how can I get the biggest reach? You totally. Know? And that, cause that, that was the conditioning. Absolutely. And I take full responsibility for admitting that. And that in itself takes courage. To I say, love that you're admitting that because when I first started planning my podcast, I was like, okay, who can I have on here? That's like got a big name and a big reach and all of this stuff, you know, that you went through as well. And then I was like, you know what? No, this is my creation. This is my baby. I want to create more purity in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I have been very intentional as well about who I've been inviting onto my podcast. They can have 500 fucking followers. They could have 10,000 followers. It doesn't matter as long as they're congruent with what it is that they're teaching and their medicine in the world. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I don't want them on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and I've just been very, 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 very discerning Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, and like I said, it took courage for me to admit that totally, but that was my own insecurity. That's also, you know what, that's also your humanness. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what a leader is, is being able to say, I'm human too. I fuck up mm-hmm. and I'm still a student of life. And here's how I'm going to correct myself. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my biggest confession to the grandfather medicine over the weekend was I've lied. I've cheated. I've betrayed. I've manipulated. 
I've stolen. I've done all these things, but the worst thing I did was allow the world outside of me and people outside of me to dim my light. Mm -hmm. And because I was insecure for so long, but my intention going into that ceremony was to mature my inner child. Mm -hmm. And my inner child had so much pain of abandonment and betrayal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that's why it's been very challenging up until now to allow people in. And my love language is quality time. So if I've already devoted so much of my quality time with you and then you burn me, that's Mm -hmm. painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because time's like- Time is precious. It's so precious and we can't have back that minute we just had a a minute ago. It's it's gone. Mm -hmm. And it won't, we won't have again. Material things, they can come and go. I've had a beautiful home- and I've had multiple, I have beautiful things around me, but are these the things that bring happiness to me? No, I'm grateful. But is this the the root of my happiness? No. Yeah. That's a lesson I learned a long time ago when I had my spiritual awakening. I had houses and dogs. I was working in the fashion industry. I mean, it was like, I was checking off all the fucking boxes. They were all checked. And still at the end of the day, I was just like, wow, how much more stuff can I buy? And I was still really unhappy. I was on Xanax and I was smoking a shit ton of weed. I swear I was like high all day, every day for about a year. Mm -hmm. And then, and then everything, you know, as the universe does, it always kind of has this point of, um, I think Yogi Bhajan likes to say pressure, tension, and friction. It's just like this point in which we pop and we have to surrender. Otherwise, Mm. you know, maybe we go into depression or, you know, hard drugs and using other, you know, bigger forms of um, outside resources to numb. But I've definitely been on that path too. And now it's like the less stuff I have, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to be traveling for three months. That's right. All I'm going to have is like what's in my backpack. Yeah. You're just and taking I, a backpack. I'm taking, well, I'm taking a suitcase. Okay. <laughs> um, because I have to bring instruments um, oh. for some travels, for some events I've been cool. asked to be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, uh, like, journals, because I'm writing my book. Yeah. So, um, but still, like, very minimal, very minimal, because I'm going to be traveling to, like, multiple countries that it's way easier than more shit. Um, and you might find things along the way. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, always. But I'd rather like have those precious things and bullshit and like random things. And I'm always purging and releasing and um, really preparing. But I think the biggest thing has just been like, what is the root and that path to true happiness? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the same place as you since we're leaving for Australia. But the thing is, mm-hmm. so we're moving there, but we're moving there for three months and we're going to be moving around a lot in February to different cities. So mm-hmm. I can only bring like a suitcase and a small bag still. So mm-hmm. We'll see how that works. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, I mean, I like feel so grateful that I live in a time where I can be anywhere in the world and run my business. Like so grateful. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yearning that right now so hard because my whole Saturn return, I was hermited in this house. And now I'm like, get me out, like, get me out of this shell. Uh And I have a a lot of my, I have like a lot of my, my water is a lot cancer. 
my Venus and my Mars are both cancer uh-huh. and, um, my Chiron's conjunct my Venus. So a lot of that deep mother wounding healing, um, to really mm. navigate through, um, my path and to really just go forth and speak and live my truth in a way. And I like to get out of my comfort zone because that's where I feel like I find myself. And that's oh, why absolutely. I feel like I'm so drawn to invite people to think outside the box by pushing that button yeah, or that trigger because it's everything you want is on the out other side of that comfort zone. Oh my God. I can't even tell you how fucking true that is. I think that's why I love psychedelics so much and things like combo and because there's like a point in ceremonies and even with combo and even with hop a, which is you, you could say it's super gentle compared to, to, you know, the bigger psychedelics, there's a point where you're just like, fuck, this is really intense or it's really uncomfortable. And once you meet it, once you meet it at that point, there's just this release. You're like, Oh, that's, that's not that bad. And Oh, now I get to see all the fucking like snakes and the visuals. And you're like, I'm never, I never see visuals. You never see visuals. Have you, have have you used them? But I'm not, but I'm not even, I'm not, uh, clairvoyant either oh, okay. in that sense. I'm more clairsentient. Uh-huh. So it's more through sensing. Okay. Um, so ayahuasca, all that. I mean, one time, like I was going definitely through it, but it was like, I need to go rest. And I like cried my eyes out for 45 minutes because <laughs> we just had a, I just was at a funeral for my aunt like two days before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I felt my dog at my feet, obviously, mm-hmm. but wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I felt my man holding me and I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's not here. Like I'm not in partnership. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know? And that was it, but I've never been like one visual. Okay. It's always been sense for me. Okay. Have you used Sananga before? I haven't. That might help. I know, but I like <laughs> I've never been like visual-esque person. I mean, definitely when I was on peyote, I, I saw the the floor moving. Like oh, okay. I saw that for sure. But like I'm not one that's like when I'm in ceremony, like, oh my God, I see like a coyote animal, like spirit uh-huh. animal, or like that's not me. It like, it all comes through, through sensing and, um, just like really trusting my intuitive kind of thing that comes through. Yeah. But that's the thing too. It's like all of these ceremonies and all of these, you know, medicines, they all work with people differently. Absolutely. Totally. And there have been ceremonies. I haven't seen shit and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I'm, I'm like, feeling nauseous most of the time and I'm smiling over here because it's just it's such a wide fucking range of what yeah. you can experience sometimes I'm like yay this is so good like I'm in a total bliss state and like it it's just amazing um yeah I mean this past weekend <clears throat> I was definitely crying uh-huh. I was definitely like I had like a selenite one I was hitting it on my <laughs> leg as like a drum going with the music and stuff and <laughs> clapping my face off like just like do the beat because I'm a sound healer so uh-huh. it's like that music to me is like yeah. you know mm-hmm. and I had my drum with me too and um these are the things that like I I work with to like that you know one of the songs is like uh musica's medicina uh-huh. and that is so true like oh, totally. music has always been my medicine that's why I was a music journalist and mm. it was a breadcrumb that's led me to even this conversation of running a podcast. And oh, I think totally. that's the thing that we need to understand with business and our true purpose is 
understanding the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear like your breadcrumbs. Oh my gosh. Um, that has led you to doing the work that you're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, shit. It's like, where do I even start? Um, you know, I feel like the medicine when it wants to be work with, it just shows up for you and super easily. And so for myself, um, I had heard of ayahuasca. I had heard of it and I thought it was really crazy. I was like, who, who would drink that and do that? But at the time I have, I had heard of it, um, in relation to Santo Daini which is where you drink the medicine and you dance. Yeah, I've done, that's what I've done. I've done that too. I was in Santo Mm -hmm. Daime for about a year. That's one of the reasons I came out here to Portland. And um, yeah, when I, when I sat in ceremony, my whole fucking life fell apart. Everything fell apart for me. And I think that's why ayahuasca scares people is because they're afraid of what's going to be uncovered that they already know is there. That's Mm -hmm. that's really all that it is. Everything makes you face your shit. Totally. And of course, everything that I already knew was there that I was resisting. I knew I shouldn't have been in this relationship anymore. I knew I shouldn't have been at this job, but I also didn't have a direction. I didn't have the support or conscious people around me to say, Hey, have you thought of this? And so at that point, I just decided to drop everything. I left the relationship. I left my job and I started off all over again. And I started meditating at that point. Cause all I had was myself. I was like, fuck, I couldn't reach out for anything outside of me anymore to save myself. I saw how I tried doing that before and where that had me end up, which was in this place of, um, not knowing how to make myself happy. And so I, at that point I just decided to spend time with myself and to really explore who I was. And, you know, I think a lot of people like to think that they know themselves, but you know, we're, we're never going to know the full extent of who we are. Even when we die, we're always like, we're infinite and we're always exploring ourselves and we're always getting to know the different facets of who we are. And a conversation with somebody can expand something in you. An event can happen and that expands a different part of you. And that opens up your awareness in a different way. So at that point I had started, um, I don't know how I got mushrooms at that point, but I started doing little mushroom ceremonies with just me and myself meditating in this almost 300 square foot apartment. And I wasn't working at the time. So I had a lot of time to eat mushrooms and I was going on Vipassana retreats and I didn't know what my purpose was at that point. And I had received guidance. This was about two or three years ago now to do spiritual life coaching before I even knew what coaching was before I think this industry really started to take off. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I didn't do it. I just kept doing the jobs that I really didn't enjoy. I just, I didn't, at that point, I didn't know what my intuition sounded like. I was just like, Oh, that's some random thought. Maybe I read that somewhere in a magazine. I don't know. And then, um, so I kept, um, doing this, like a about two hour commute to the social media job that I had, which I fucking hated. And I would microdose on mushrooms going to that job. So I was basically high all the time on mushrooms. And at that point I was already offering coaching and mentorship to people in the office. They would come up to me because I was like, I was vibrating so high and it was so clear my channel, listening to music at my desk that people would come up to me and ask me for advice. And while I was driving back and forth to this job, I was listening to all of these podcasts and Kundalini kept coming up. All these different podcasts kept saying Kundalini, Kundalini, Kundalini. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. The last time, which was the first and last time I took a Kundalini class, I was traveling myself in Europe 
And that was um, what I did right after I left my relationship. And when, you know, I let go of everything in my life and it wasn't a good experience. So I decided at that point, because that just kept coming into my field to go take a Kundalini class in Seattle. And then um, came out of the class two hours later, which I thought it was only going to be an hour. And I cried like about 30 minutes into it. And I was like, I couldn't understand it. And I think it was because in the Kundalini classes, you're given so much permission to just release, to move. I mean, in, in regular vinyasa yoga, you are, but there's the yelling, there's the shaking, there's like the emotional stuff. It's a different structure. It's a different structure. And then there's the sound mm-hmm. healing, there's the chanting, which can bring up stuff. Um, so there's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy work, like very active, intentional energy work. And so I was like, holy shit, I think I need to get certified in this. And I'd only at that point before they offered the certification had been practicing for about a month, but I knew something I had to do. I laugh because I signed up for teacher training without ever taking a course. You just know, like, that's the thing. I just knew. Yeah, you just know. And so um, Kundalini taught me about opening up my voice and the gift of voice and the gift of music. Because at that point, I sat numb. Because at that point, I, my throat chakra was very close. I felt very fearful of my expression just because of old traumas that I had experienced in high school and and whatnot. And I taught a class. I loved, um, I loved psychedelics so much, but I I was like, well, I want to give people the same consciousness expanding experience, but without giving them drugs. And, and I, I would say the most like, or medicines. Yeah. Or we'll say medicines, drugs, whatever. Yes. Um, I found that Kundalini was just as psychedelic as ayahuasca with how much Mm -hmm. awareness Totally tapped into. And so totally, I would say it's like, it's like the psychedelics of yoga. And so I was like, cool, this is a great way to help people expand their consciousness and heal. And so I went into teaching classes at studios and little pop-ups at these really cool um, locally owned stores in Seattle. And, and so I had to work a lot on like still being really nervous teaching the classes. um, But also knowing that I was so committed to helping people heal, to be able to still be in that nervousness and to still be in that fear and to still facilitate and to still do the work. And it gets easier. Like there's still moments where, you know, we step into something new or we learn a new skill or we launch a new podcast or a new project and we're, we're a student and we're afraid of the failure that might come. And we're afraid of how we might judge ourselves when we're in that learning process. And so, um, you know, it's been really important for me and, and, and really impactful being com- so committed to helping people heal and helping people come back to their satnam where I'm willing to take myself through the fire to lead them, to take them there. And so to, to answer your question, it's been like little things like podcasts or signs or like someone saying this thing. And I was so open at that point and so humbled and i'd lost so much in my life that i was at the point of starting over that i was i was i was praying i was connecting to source finding my god again through working with plant medicines through working with psychedelics and meditation and my breath that at that point i was i was open to whatever it was that needed to come through for me to receive and so i just kept humbly following each and every step and that's how it got me to this 
this point of traveling the world with my king, who's also a healer and he's a coach as well. And we're about to open up a, a healing center this year in Tulum. So next weekend is the start of our journey um, to go to Tulum and scout land so that we can bring in um, different healing mo mo modalities for people to experience and to expand their consciousness. Because it's not just about the healing. It's really for us. It's about the, the creating, helping people come to uh, a level of awareness and consciousness so that they, they can now see how they affect everyone and everything around them so that we can now start to experience the new earth and have this planetary healing be activated. Hmm. I love that. So what came through is, you know, talking about Tulum and stuff, because this is something that's been pretty strong on my radar lately is, and just all communities really is the um, commercialization mm -hmm. of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear in some ways that you, what are your non-negotiables for this space to keep the integrity and to mm. honor the land instead of being like, oh, this is a great business opportunity. Right. Um, what are the way, what are you seeing as to really bring in that magic? Yeah. Because I mean, I'm, I see the same shit here. I live in Joshua Tree, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's such a place that's been so commercialized. Mm -hmm. Um, and I grew up out here, so I have like a, a very different perspective to it because mm -hmm. like I said, growing up here and seeing how this place was like desolate mm -hmm. and then Airbnb has pretty much like swooped up like all the property mm -hmm. out here. Mm -hmm. And um, something that came through was to sell my house, you know, um, in this past ceremony. Oh, shit. Was to sell <laughs> uh -huh. It was. <laughs> okay. It was just to sell my house mm -hmm. because I need to buy land to help preserve land. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I would love to hear what you guys are seeing, uh, like going to Tulum yeah. during this huge wave that's kind of happening oh, yeah. of, of spiritual commercialism. Totally. Thank you for asking that. Um, so a big part of what we want to do is to preserve land. So the, the idea is that we'll buy a hundred acres. Mm -hmm. And we are um, in connection with people who are on the medicine path that only want to sell it to those who are also on the medicine path that want to preserve mm -hmm. and protect the lands. So it's about the land, protecting the land, preserving the land, because Tulum is becoming very commercialized. And again, it's totally one of those places too. I think Bali has a, a little bit of that essence too, where it's like, people go there because it's like the cool spiritual place and the architecture oh, is really me, I really don't want to associate with anyone <laughs> while I'm in Bali that's like on that path <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean though yeah yeah I do 100 it's, it's like, just like such every, a sour taste in my mouth I know it's like every influencer goes out there um and it's I've been to Bali I love Bali and there's totally, I love Bali too that's why I'm going back there's totally this magic there and you know it's just kind of what happens sometimes people find a magical place and they're like, how can we make money off of it? I mean, that's, that's what tends to happen. It's just, it's just hard for me. Cause it's such like the American Western mindset mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's like <clears throat> the integrity, like that's just, that's such a pillar of my life is integrity. Yeah. So and that's, keep and going. That's, I just had to say and that. And that's my yeah. word for the year, integrity. So um, to preserve the lands and to also work with the indigenous people out there. So we would um, be supporting them through um, whatever 
money comes in, but really the money that would come in would just go back into the business, whether it's growing more food or inviting in other healers to come in and um, facilitate and work at the center. So um, we plan on, so what's really cool about Tulum is that there's uh, water running under the ground. There's if you blow up like the first um, layer of the earth's crust, you can get to a cenote. So we want to have mm-hmm. water on the land so that people can, so can, you know, working with the element of water to help people work through their emotions and the feelings that are going to come up because they're going there for healing. And one of the things that my partner said to me is because it is so important to me at this point in my life. And this is, I think like, the entirety of the conversation we've been having is about connecting and surrounding yourself with people, with people who are, are with an integrity and always. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I'm choosing to really surround myself totally. with lately too. I'm so mm-hmm. sensitive now. I like if someone's bypassing, I'm just like, there's no fucking way you can be around this person. I love you. And my hope for you is, is healing mm-hmm. and for you to to do that work because you're going to free up a lot of energetic space in yourself if you do that. And also I can't have that around me right now. Cause it, it's like, it's so dense for me that I want to be around other people who are doing the work, who are expanding. And so, um, my partner looked at me the other day and he said, you know what? Anybody who wants to come live at the center, because we're going to sell off parcels of land for conscious people to come live. Anybody who wants to live there, I'm going to let you decide if they live there or not, because you're the best judge of character. Hmm. And so um, that was really special for me that he he gave me that, you know, that basically like that little wand of like, yes or no. And it's not out of like, you're good enough, you're not good enough. But we want to we want to make sure that that people who are even working and, and touching intention. intention, like touching the materials mm-hmm. and building the buildings and digging that they're all there for the same mission, the same purpose, because all of that intention goes into the land that holds the vibration of, of what it is that we're creating. It's, it's an equal balance of that reciprocity to the land. Yeah. Like we're obviously we're taking from the land in terms of the food and nourishing ourselves from that. But how are we also giving back to the land? Mm-hmm. And that's like these offerings that, I think that's what Gaia has been crying so much about mm-hmm. is like, there's just been so much of like pillaging of yeah. land, yeah. especially with like the rise of plant medicine or like, not just like psychedelic based, mm-hmm. like oils or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever herbs, whatever it is like we, how can, and how can we really give back, give back and pay reverence to Gaia with pure gratitude and appreciation. Totally. And that was another thing. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause there's, there's a lot of detail to this place. We've been planning it out since last year. Um, is that we're going to plant five, <laughs> 5,000 trees. We're going to plant 5,000 trees on the, this land. And we're also going to plant a tree together and it's going to be the, the tree where the masculine and the feminine come together to create healing in this space. That's oh, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love to help you in any way. Yeah, with that. you're so invited. We already have people that are like, so when are you guys opening up? Cause we kind of <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really, um, we're really about just like from, from the beginning, like the intention and the love and the energy and the purity of even how we'd be raising money and, um, 
you know, the people that would be staying on the property and just everything from beginning to end. And we just wanted to keep cycling back into the center. So it's, it's sustaining itself. It's not like, um, we want to make profit for it because we have everything we need and we could ever want. We're so, um, we're so happy with our lives that we want others to experience that as well. So this is, this is our destiny together. This is our talk about the overflow of abundance. Totally. And so Mm -hmm. we feel like this is our gift to humanity. And, um, you know, I had a friend visiting the other day and we were explaining it to her. She just started crying. She's like, Oh my God, like I can, I want to be there and I want to bring my family there. And she's like, I see it. and, And what you guys are creating is really special. And so there's this part of me that's like, holy shit, this has been like my long-term vision to open up some, some sort of healing center. And then I met him and he's like, oh, that's my vision too. And so we came together and we're just like, okay, we're going to do it. It's, it's, it's time to do it. And so, um, you know, it's interesting when we have these journeys ahead of us, like you're, you're going to Bali, I'm going to Australia. And I'm like, dude, I have no fucking clue what's like happening past next weekend. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's so exciting. My friend was like, what are you going to wear to this party? And I was like, I've got so many other things that are, that I have going on the fire right now that like, I can take one day at a time. Totally. It's totally (laughs) one day. And that's, that's, what's really cool is if like you, I've been learning a lot about like really being in the present moment. Like there's so much magic and medicine in the present moment. If we can like be there and be with it, there's so much magic available to us. And to trust when when the time comes, because I was, I was thinking that because when we were in like our sharing circle after a ceremony and in my head, I'm like hearing everyone's stories, you know, and I'm listening, but I'm also like, fuck, what am I going to say? I do that all and the I'm time. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm getting like all say? nervous and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, what if I like, what, am I, I don't want to say too much. Like, I don't want to like take too much time. Like, what do I say? You know? And I was just getting all paranoid. It's always like, like you're like, I'm going to say two words. And then you end up going into like your whole life story. It always oh, ends up. Yeah. Way. And, and, you know, like the medicine woman who was holding the space, she was like, we're focusing our energy on like what the medicine showed us in this, in this, in this experience, in this journey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would catch myself like steering, I'm like, going back <laughs> like on course. But, you know, and that was what, that's what I was shown was like, instead of like future tripping, mm-hmm. like I just need to trust that when timing is right, it's exactly how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it's going to always exceed my expectation. Mm-hmm. And we're always on time. Yes. And that's something I've had, uh, patience has been, because that was a conditioning I have, I had like growing up as a kid, like going to Catholic school, my first grade, and I was already had trauma of like abandonment and Uh all that before, because my aunt forgot to pick me up my first day of school. And so that was a huge abandonment (laughs) trauma that I had. And that was a huge issue I had with relationships, friendships, or, you know, like whatever. It trickles into everything. Everything. Yeah, you're like... (laughs) trust like how can I trust someone I was forgot I was forgotten about my first day of school and that's where I feel like that was a huge thing of like dimming my light Mm. and the who am I's because who was like because yeah because a little girl was like there must have been something wrong with me and I called I called out my aunt on Christmas about it I was like remember when you forgot me and she just laughed she thought it was hilarious Oh, and no. that was really traumatic for me. And that's, it's pushed love. Like I've pushed away love because mm. I've been afraid of losing mm-hmm. someone that I love. It's 
hurt friendships that like abandoned me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely one of those core wounds. Yeah. yeah. And I have that too. I have that too. Yeah. And it's so good that you have awareness around it because otherwise it is pushing love away and you're not conscious of it. Yeah. And I, and I, I've seen how it's pushed loved away and, you know, part of the, um, the ceremony was like, we all were given a rose that was from my friend's wedding bouquet for any woman that, you know, wants to call in her partner. And I'm calling that in so much right now because while also surrendering to the process, but I know when I'm with my King, like the work we're going to be doing together is because I've already seen it. Mm is and that's where maybe the clair the clairvoyant can be there too mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um i've seen it and um what can happen and sometimes i feel like the world outside me was energetically like pushing that away or interfering because the love of my partner and i is so powerful and that's something i've been afraid of for a long time that makes sense though right like if you have that abandonment thing which is the pushing away and not wanting to to receive the love out of fear that you know whatever the dance is between that 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 it would be hard for your partner to come come into that space where you're kind of like yes no yes no and he's like dude i'm trying to come in And that was me. <laughs> and it was so hard because every he wanted to come in and I was either afraid or mm. I didn't feel safe. And that lack of safety came from my root chakra trauma of, mm-hmm. of that subconscious inner child, like young child. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've had to like figure this out on my own up until now yeah. because I needed this space by myself, like away from everyone living in Joshua Tree. Like I, I hermit in my house. I don't see anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I have a couple friends here and there, but- I don't even call them anymore. I don't see them because it was just like I was brought to this land to do the deep work, Mm -hmm. to hermit so that I can like be – it's also hurt me, you know, like forgetting how to socialize with people and and interact with people. Like if I didn't have the podcast, I'd really be I was about to say, you're doing a really great job, Sabrina. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, because it's like sometimes I go into spaces now and I'm like, oh, my God, how do I like interact with people? I don't know. Like I get very shy. I'm a very shy person. You're like, use your words, Sabrina. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I've been so vocal lately. You're doing so so good. And it's so cool to see you like starting your YouTube channel. You inspire me every day. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're you're such a force and you're so smart when it comes to marketing and business and it's it's really beautiful to see someone that's just like okay we're we're just going to do it we're just going to go for it and um it gives it gives me permission to and there, like permission has just been coming up so much for me like when are you a projector I am a projector I am too. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you give me permission. Yeah. So it's like when you see someone just stepping into their power, even they're like, even though they're like, okay, I'm I'm not completely sure. I don't have all the steps, but I'm still gonna do it. That gives other people permission to just fucking go for it, to fall, get back up, try it over and over again, whatever they need to do, but they're showing up. And that's kind of what you said in the beginning of the podcast, you're like, you know, Taj, you're showing up. And I'm just like, yeah. And I have to remind myself that every day when I do the things that get me scared or I'm like, fuck, I'm new. I don't know what I'm doing. Or even every level that I meet my business, it's still, I still feel like I'm new to it. Sometimes I feel like I'm a fucking like 16 year old running a business. I'm like, Oh, am I doing this right? Okay, cool. We're doing it. You know? And well, that's the thing I think a lot of people think like all of us, like the truth is we have no idea what the fuck we're Nobody doing. Nobody knows just what they're doing. Best. Yeah. We're all, push, we're all pushing red buttons everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's part of that 
surrender and that trust and that intuitive guidance. And I think for me, and thank you so much for saying all those things about the marketing and branding and all that stuff. Cause I mean, I am good at it and I got my degree in this shit and I walked away from it for a while. Um, but I've been embracing it again Mm -hmm. because I want more medicine people leading. And you know, what I notice is they have a hard time branding and marketing themselves. There's layers Mm -hmm. to it, right? Like I noticed that, um, there are so some people who are so connected to the astral and that's good, but we need to bring their gifts down and share it with those in a digestible, tangible way who aren't that connected so that mm-hmm. they can help them expand. But because they're so connected in that way, on you know, the upper triangle, we need to help them ground down and take that to birth those, those ideas, those creations. And so, um, the work that you're doing is really important. And because you have, you have that balance and that knowing you can take the metaphysical and help them understand how to kind of, you know, meld it together into a way that's like, okay, this is how you, you bring your gifts into, into the 3d and you don't have to be fucking broke doing it. We need more healers to make more money. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to use that money, not for like the fame aspect, mm-hmm. but how are you going to use that money to, and that energy to continue to support the big mission? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not about like, of course you can have nice things if that's what you want, but there's a bigger purpose to what your money is here to do. Right. Yeah. That was just- like you're using, you're using your money to build a retreat center to help people here heal. Mm-hmm. That was a huge, another thing that I really heard from the, from the ceremony is like, it's not about the fame or the numbers or that blue check mark and the financial abundance. I'm, I'm ready and here to receive the love that I'm worthy of. That's what it is. So I'm on it right there. That's yeah. what that is. Mm-hmm. Abundance is love being expressed to you. Your love being reflected back at you, your value. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was really challenging for me with the people I had surrounding myself because they weren't valuing me. They weren't respecting me. And so I had massive issues with financial abundance Mm -hmm. because the people in my inner circle, the inner is creating that outer and the people that I had surrounding me, they were disrespecting me and my worth. And I allowed it because I was a doubter Mm -hmm. and insecure and had all this self-doubt. And it affected my finances. And there was many years where I was so broke Mm -hmm. and it was just painful. And that's where I found myself coming from that space of scarcity Mm -hmm. or jealousy or insecurity or manipulation because it was all like very deep rooted pain Mm -hmm. of like, well, my voice doesn't matter anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's, and if you're listening, I want you to understand that your voice does matter and your gifts do matter. And if you are looking to brand yourself and your business, it has to be integrated. Mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest thing that I've seen because people are doing things or behaving on a way that's in on brand, Mm -hmm. right? What's on brand. But the truth is, is if you just allow yourself to be yourself, you are your brand in that, in that sense. Yeah. That's it. And so you need to find your truth. And then that's what will create a real impact to those that find your medicine. Oh, that is so, there's so much truth in that. And that's, you know, for me, that's been a, a lesson. It's been a hard lesson where I was trying to do strategy or all these other, not even just strategy, just be like others. I'm like, oh, that's, that's the, that's the normal way. That's it's a cookie cutter, the cookie cutter way. 
And I felt so suffocated that I couldn't access my gifts. My channels weren't clear because I was caking it on with all of these things that weren't mine. That's, that's not my way of expressing myself. That's not my way of sharing my magic. That's not even, it actually hurts your business. It hurts your business because people can feel that on subtle levels. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Sabrina, you do work with like the marketing and the branding. I do work in regards to um, like what you were experiencing, like who it is that you're surrounding yourself, like the deep spiritual work and how that affects your business. They all, you need all mm-hmm. of it. Oh, well, that's why I call it a solistic approach. Yeah. Cause I don't ignore that either. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm doing the branding and the marketing, but the biggest thing is like taking, that's why like in thrive the first month is like doing all like the deep internal. Cause that was the missing link mm-hmm. I saw that was happening mm-hmm. in the branding and marketing world. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you have the shiny, the, the, the shiny object syndrome of like, well, you've got a really pretty feed. You've got a really nice logo. And I've been there too. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I love branding and that's always I know, been I my love, forte in marketing. I love branding and beautiful things. And that's not ever going to go away. Um, but there's a deeper, yeah. there's a deeper energy behind that. And that can only come when you fully step into your power. And that's by you doing that deep inner work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's the strategy and you can like go to a business coach and do all the fucking strategy and do the newsletters and all of that stuff. What I have found though, none of that shit works unless you've done the spiritual stuff. You have to do mm-hmm. both because it's going to be totally. reflected in your business. You can't promote yourself. If you're holding on to these stories of I'm not worthy, people don't want to listen to me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to show up powerfully. Totally. So you have to do the spiritual work. You can't forget about that. And I think some people think that it's either one or the other. You're lucky if you can find someone that does the both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's why, like I said, I call it a solistic approach because your soul is holistically in all aspects, your relationships, Mm -hmm. your health and well-being, your spiritual understanding and that business development. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how I have been offered opportunities that you know, I've only dreamt of Mm -hmm. because to me, that is where conscious business needs to go. Absolutely. It's the new, because we have a responsibility because then you, because when you find yourself in that wholeness, you're using, you're working with your business to actually implement real change. And it's not about the fame and it's not about like the material wealth or gain or whatever. It's more about like on that soul level, the legacy that you're leaving behind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's where business is headed more, more conscious as people become more aware of their own energy and associate with their bodies and their energy that they'll start to notice, um, that their internal beliefs are being reflected in their, their business. Yeah. And that's why for me, like that to me is true branding. Totally. Because if you're like, oh, like, I don't want to say this is going to hurt my brand, then where's the integrity? Right, right, right. And I was also finding that, um, yeah, when I wasn't in my truth of who I was, I resented my business. I resented the shit out of my business. I didn't want to show up for it because I felt Mm -hmm. like I couldn't be myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like, totally, it doesn't even matter right? You might as well show up as yourself. And, and, and there's another part to it where 
it's your business, you're being of service, but how can you enjoy it as well? How can it still be your play and your creation? Yeah. And I, I remember like the last days of my 30, like before I turned 30, I was microdosing and I was laying in my bed and I just started bawling crying mm. because I realized I forgot, I forgot what play feels oh like. My God. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I forgot what that feels like. Cause I was a music journalist. I was going to shows every weekend and going to all these festivals and then living out here in Joshua tree. I don't socialize and I don't play out here. And I forgot, I forgot how to play. And that was so heartbreaking mm -hmm. for me. That just got integrated for me this past weekend at ecstatic dance. And, um, I was like a few days before that, you guys, this was like a week ago. I was on my hands and knees sobbing. I was like, fuck, I'm, I have to recommit to my business again. And it's like, it's like that in relationships. It's like that with yourself when it comes to personal development and growth to come back to that point of like, do I fucking meet this and move through whatever challenges here or do I recommit? And so at that point I was like, okay, you can, you can let this push you over or you can get up, dust yourself off and recommit. And then I found my play right after that. And I was like, oh, because I forgot to play. That's why I was feeling so much like friction around it. Because mm -hmm. I was like, you know, we're all just really big kids. That's it. And kids, when they're creating, they're creating from their joy. They're not, a, mm -hmm. they're not afraid of like, they don't have strategy. They don't have, you know, all of these you know, back because that's where the the guidance comes in is when you're when you least when you're not trying, you're not trying. when you're being uh huh. But I, I you know it's this program though in our in our culture that the harder you work, the more results you get. And I think I think there's some truth to that. And there's and that's that can also be in the DNA. Yeah, because that was definitely my family. Oh, totally. That I've had to really deprogram and learn from. And now I'm seeing that my parents are, you know, walking away from certain things mm -hmm. that have sucked them dry. And for a long time, there was so much of that insecurity of like, oh my God, I see what my parents are doing. And here I am in Joshua Tree and they don't think I'm like doing anything because I haven't had the results yet or that they expect or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it made me feel more insecure because of the conditioning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're right on time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that there's obviously you can't just like sit around and dick around all day and watch Netflix. And, you know, the, I guess the example I use with my clients sometimes is you have to meet your beliefs that the universe is going to meet you with action. You have, you have to meet it halfway. You can't, it's like, uh, if you go to church and you pray and you're like, Oh, my problem, I'm going to win the lottery. All my problems are going to be solved. And then you go home and you watch Netflix and you eat Cheetos on the couch all day, every day. It's like, come on, dude. You think that, the, you know, that's going to happen. You go to church, you pray, and then you don't do anything. Well, you have to meet, you have to meet it. Yeah, exactly. It's about meeting it halfway. It's meeting it halfway. <laughs> so it's like that balance between you can play and still do. You can play in your, your actions and everything you do, even down to like your meals, you can make it play. You can make everything play and it's still action. You can still do. And so um, this isn't, this isn't permission to just like, go be lazy and just leave it up to the universe to take care of it for you. I think that's the thing that I get really frustrated about with manifestation. 
mm-hmm. manifestation, which I like to say conscious creation because manifestation. And I think the way that it's described is like, you say the affirmations over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. And this shit doesn't work. No, it's because you got to go back to like past life stuff or ancestral beliefs and things that are in your DNA, whatever. It's like clearing up all of that stuff, but they don't talk about that in manifestation books. You got to clear up. Well, that's why they're saying a lot of like law of attraction teachings are actually a loop and it's actually been infiltrated. Oh. Because a lot of people think like this is the way. Yeah. Well, everybody's looking for that thing to save them. So, and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if this bursts anybody's bubble that's like totally in love with like the traditional practices of law of attraction. I'm not for it. And I've done it and... I'll tell you what works a lot better is meeting your fears, the Mm -hmm. things that you resist, coming back to love, forgiving, being compassionate with yourself, being compassionate with others. Stop judging yourself. Stop judging other people. All of that is really dense. And that's when that's what's going to keep you in a place of being contracted and not receiving. You want to be in a place of openness and really functioning and living from your heart center. Also, I just think a lot of the law of attraction is outdated. Totally. It like served its purpose. Yeah. But now we're in a post-2012 world. And I think that was because I came around like 2007, 2006-ish, like the secret. And it served its purpose. But now we're in, we are in this whole new Aquarian age. And so that, that brought us there. But if you're continuing doing those, like that's why I don't do um, A Course in Miracles anymore Mm -hmm. because- to me, like it served its purpose, but then once I did the 365 days every day for three years, I realized this is a fucking loop. Yeah. Yeah. And I was devoted to A Course in Miracles and I actually burned <laughs> that book. Mm. And I read that book from cover to cover. It's like 2000 pages, like three Oh shit, times. you read the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was a devotee <laughs> to A Course in Miracles. Like after wow. I got struck by lightning, that was the book. Mm-hmm. I will Devotee. I will say when I got introduced to like the secret and the law of uh, law of attraction it was a seed that was planted that I needed. Definitely. And I'm saying though I think there's like a wall that gets hit. Well, there's a better alternative. There's a better alternative and and if it's not working, if something's not working, still question it even if it's in a book, even if it's if it's from your coach or your mentor. Question everything. Ask if that that is working for you or not. Try something new. Yep. Try something different. And there are better ways out there. Um, and my main method of attracting is is clearing away all the density, meeting whatever comes into my field where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to forgive this person. I'm, I feel judgmental. My ego wants to hold on to it and transmuting that into love. So then I have all this life force available to invest in experiences, to invest in what it is that I'm creating or what the experiences that I want to have. We really yes. don't have to make it complicated. It's just like, come on, people do your healing work. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not fun. No, it's sometimes, terrible. And it's not pretty. But what's on the other side is beyond your wildest dreams. Totally. Absolutely. So what does sovereignty mean to you? Sovereignty means to experience the purity of your expression without any outside influences, society, parents, friends, to love and express yourself from your own innocence. 
Amazing. What would you say is the book that really revolutionized your path your um, journey? I would say, and this is more recent, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I think it was super supernatural human becoming supernatural. becoming supernatural. Yeah, that is a book. I have not physically read it, but it's something I listen to on audiobook over and over and over again because he takes science and spirituality and um, explains the correlation between the both. I love that. <laughs> what would you say to younger Tiffany before you've evolved? Um. To let things go. Mm. To not hold on to things for so long. Uh, yes to that. And where can we find more of you? Um, so I love that you said Tiffany because that was like the older version of myself. Um. <laughs> I do that when people have changed their names. I help them remember to not abandon totally. that Totally, of- yeah. It, it's so surprising for me sometimes because I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Um People can find me on uh, Instagram at Taj, T-A-J dot Savitri, S-A-V-I-T-R-I. My website uh, just launched. So it's www.tajsavitri.com. So those are the two main places I'll be hanging out. And then also on my podcast, True Nature. So you can look up on Spotify, True Nature Podcast. So you can find links on my website as well. Yes. And I don't depending on when my episode will your come episode out. is coming out soon i have to wait for itunes it's, it's like a month-long process so i got yeah, you girl I'm no like, it's what? not i got you <laughs> <laughs> i'll help you out after this call and what's one last little nugget of wisdom you really want to share hmm. to whoever's listening based off of this conversation that may have activated something within them or triggered something within them hmm. What I want to say is to trust yourself and whatever practice is necessary for you to come back to your center every day, do that so that when you're walking out in the world and having conversations with people and experiencing life, you know what you feel like and you know what your truth feels like and that your truth is your guiding compass in every aspect of life. Yes. Well, thank you for having this conversation and thank you for being so yeah. supportive and being one of my women I reach out mm. to to thank you, Sabrina. To call on for support. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. And and I I know that both of us are just here to let you guys know that this is a year of discernment of 2020 Crystal Vision. Mm-hmm. And for you to start trusting what you're feeling. And when you come across certain people or certain accounts or certain situations on what is actually feels in alignment with your true self. News, politics. All of media, it. Media, everything. And, and to go forth and to, to, make a, to take a stance and to speak up. Because this is how we implement real change on this planet. It starts by you taking action. It's not going to happen just by you bystanding. So take that leap, be brave, be courageous, speak up and watch what happens. And thank you all for tuning in. And thank you again, my sister, loving you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon.
Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.